Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see the chat going up. Everybody ready, man. We talking Trey Lance, everything Trey Lance. It's San Francisco 49ers morning show, man. Y'all know what it is. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker. Y'all know what it is, man. It's the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I want to get, you know, we I haven't been as consistent with this. So I want to say good morning. And I want to do a mental health check, make sure everybody's good. And, you know, again, I, I don't want to act like I'm some, like, advocate for mental health and all that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, I have experienced it going through with my wife, you know, and, and she went through just all those things where the biggest thing for her was having someone to, to talk to about it. So make sure everybody's good. You know, we put the flames uh, in there, five flames if you're feeling great. Anything less than that, we need to talk about it. I'm here. I'm here if y'all need to talk about it. Uh, shout out to everybody that's in the chat. And again, you know, I look at all y'all as family. Typically, we have a lot of the same people interacting every day, uh, whether it's 200 of y'all in here, whether it's 400 of y'all in here. Uh, you guys are amazing every morning, uh, and you guys help my morning out. So, you know, y'all ever need anybody to talk to, man, you know, holla at me. I'll give you my number, whatever it is. Uh, don't feel like you're alone with, with with anything that you're going through from a mental standpoint. It's cold this morning, man. It's frigid. I don't know if y'all can see that. 24 degrees out here in Monticello, Arkansas, man. This weather out here is tripping, tripping. But y'all don't come on here to talk about that. Make sure if you haven't already, if you're new to the show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We're talking all things Trey Lance and his performance. And obviously today's QB Monday. So the way we're going to do this, the way that we're going to do this is for the first, <clears throat> I guess, 40 more minutes, I'll give my brief kind of overview of, you know, how I saw the performance and what I was looking for. I got my Apple Watch on. I'll give my, my brief performance. I'll get y'all on. And then we got Greg Pinelli. We're going to get him on. I talked to him last night after the game. So he had some interesting takes on Trey Lance's performance and some of the things that he saw from a mechanical standpoint. Uh, he'll touch on those things, how easy or hard certain things are to improve. Uh, you know, Greg is awesome with that. He has a great eye for it. He had a good view from the stands and where he was sitting. So we're going to talk. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to get into all that. We're going to get your uh, perspective, your point of view on all that. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. So 49ers win. They beat the uh, Houston Texans. I don't even know what the final score was. Was it 20 to three? I believe uh, Trey Lance had a solid performance. He was 16 of 23 for 249 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And I'll say this, all right, and we talked about the things that I wanted to see in, in the court. We're going to get to that. But if before the game, if before the game, scratch out, okay, 23-7, my bad, 23-7. There we go. That's better than 20-7 or whatever I said. All right. If you take away, like, let's not even look at the performance or anything or what you saw, but just from the grand scheme of things, Trey Lance, before the game, I said, hey, 
49ers going to win 23-7. Trey Lance is going to go, you know, he's going to complete 16 out of 23 passes for 249 yards, uh, another almost 40 rushing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Would you take that? Would you be happy with that? And I think most people would say, yes, I'd be very happy with that. I'd be very pleased with that. All right. So you look at it from that perspective. Awesome. Now, <clears throat> I'm on Twitter. So I see y'all. All right. Anybody that's been in here, any of y'all that have been in here, y'all have heard me talk about all the things that I don't want to say are concerning with Trey Lance. I, I, I'd say that are concerning with rookies, right? All the things that go into being a rookie and things that might make performing at a high level and being comfortable a little bit more difficult, right? Like we talk about that on here. And my suggestion to everybody on Twitter is y'all need to come in here. Everybody that's on Twitter, I should have this up on Twitter right now. Everybody that's up on Twitter needs to come in here so they can hear this and they can talk about it or they can hear me talk about it and they would know what to expect because I said that there's a work in progress with him understanding what he's seeing post-snap. And it's not just him. It's typically most rookies. All right? I would say if you just compare outright, and we're going to get to his actual performance, but if you look at Trey Lance's performance for his first two starts and compare that to any other rookies from this year's First two starts, it'll probably be at the top. It'll probably be at the top. If you just say, this is how he performed in his first two starts, these are how all the other rookies in this class performed in their first two starts, Trey Lance's performance would probably be at the top. Maybe Mac Jones is close. Maybe Mac is close. But when you look at just production and things like that, and you look at some of the things you're looking for and it not be crazy, because there have been some really bad rookie play, really bad. And you know what Trey Lance's bad was yesterday? 10 to 13, he completed 10 out of his first 13 passes with an interception. I test told you something's not quite right. And, and I saw the panic on social media. And I was just like, what are y'all panicking about? Okay, yes, clearly there's an area where Trey Lance can improve with just being comfortable. But if you listen to this morning's show, you would know that I said he's probably not going to be comfortable. So why did I say that? Well, Trey Lance hasn't played a whole lot. And not just played a whole lot this season, which is true. But he hasn't played a whole lot in general. He has not thrown a lot of passes. Trey has not thrown a lot of passes. So just being comfortable with just, just throwing the ball, that's an area that he needs to improve on. But when then needing to improve on it, he's able to complete 10 out of 13 passes, one interception, moving the ball. Okay, we scored a little bit of points, right? That's the first half. That's just the first half. But that's what I was looking at. I'm like, all right, like, Get comfortable. You can see it's just a little tight. It's just a little tight. And and again, yesterday I performed. Uh, I compared it to being on a job for your first day, right? And on your first day, as opposed to you know your second year of working a job, how much more comfortable are you, right? 
the, the first day is just a little, okay, like you, you don't want to mess up. You want to make sure that you please everybody, right? By the second year, you're walking into that job and it's just like, man, like I do this. I'm so comfortable. I do this. I'm more comfortable with, uh, you know, my responsibilities. I know exactly how to go about it. Right now, Trey's on his first second. He's on his first week of school because he, or uh, uh, work, because he just hasn't had a lot of the reps and throws, whether it's within the offense, whether it's what, what he's knowing, you know, what he's seeing from the defense, or just playing the quarterback position in general. So there, there's a lot of growth that is happening right now, but within the growth, he's able to be productive. He's able to show you like, hey, I do have this big time ability. So that was awesome to see. So first half, right away, I'm saying, I, I, I can see he's he's a little tight. And not just, not just him, but I would say Kyle Shanahan probably a little tight with the play calling as well. Now, I, again, I see all I saw all that outrage. All right, I saw all that outrage, and my thing, and, and and not just for Trey Lance, for Kyle Shanahan as well. Gosh, you got 49 fans are so impatient, so impatient. That's that's a that's a major takeaway. So impatient. And I can't say, I don't want to say I'm disappointed. It's like, well, Eric, what do you expect? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The root word, the fan is fanatic. But Kyle, and I, I, I'm thankful for Adam Archuleta. He pointed out a couple times, Kyle, there's a feeling out process with his young quarterback. Kyle in his head wants things done a certain way. He wants, he wants things done a certain way. He wants it to look a certain way. And I talked about it with Greg Cosell in his comments. From what we know up to the point, right? From what we know in short stint of time that that Trey Lance has been the the you know the, the, on the 49ers in the NFL and whatnot, you would assume that Jimmy Garoppolo is able to execute the offense at a at a higher level in the sense of just what it looks like, right? Jimmy always looks confident with where he's going, where he's throwing the ball. And again, we're going to get back to Trey Lance. But Jimmy, when he drops back, he always he knows where he's going. He knows how to get the ball out of his hands right now. Boom, boom. He's comfortable. Kyle Shanahan knows exactly how to call a game for Jimmy Garoppolo to whether you look at it as covering up his flaws or whatever the case is. But Kyle 100% knows how to call a game for Jimmy Garoppolo to where, hey, be in the rhythm, uh, he can he can execute whatever the case is. He also knows there's going to be a weird throw here and there, whatever. I know Jimmy Garoppolo, but I know 100% how to call a game for Jimmy G. Right now, he's still learning how to call a game for Trey Lance. So I get it. Everybody wants to attack uh, Kyle. Why are you calling plays like this? Kyle, why are you doing this? Trey Lance, just throw the ball, all this stuff. They're, fig they're figuring it out, y'all. They, they, they're getting, they have to get comfortable together. And I saw a lot of that in the first half, figuring it out. Now, within the first half, and again, I talked about some things, you know, and we're, we're going to talk about because it was kind of the tell of two halves, right? First half, you saw the interception on the league play. First of all, let's talk about that. The interception on the league play, and he touched on it as well. I get it. They show the replay, and you see, Debo Samuel running wide open by himself. And people are like, you see Debo, he's wide open. Like, right? That's, I'm sorry I sound like, that's how I read when I'm reading the 
49er fans tweets, like that's how I'm reading it in my hand. He's wide open. He's not going to get to that, bro. That's to the backside of the play. That's to the backside of the play. The play is a design tight end leak. It's a long developing play. The tight end drags from one side of the field all the way to the other side and climbs up. By the time like you see if that's going to be open, which more times than not, it is. Yesterday it was open. But they covered it well. They did a good job with the cornerback. He sunk underneath. And Trey Lance, he touched on that. I'll talk, touch on his comments on that. But he's likely not going to get to the backside of the throw. The only way he gets to the backside of the throw and sees Debo is if he comes off of the tight end leak before the play even develops. Which in that case, if he comes off of it and that's not the case that Debo is wide open, then Kyle Shanahan is going to be chewing out uh, Trey Lance because of how the play is designed. You're not going to get to the backside of, of, of the play on the league. So get that out of your head. All right. Now, one thing that y'all need to understand about just plays and the way that they're designed, you can say pre-snap, you have a full field read, pre-snap, or going into the play. And then when you actually like get to line of scrimmage, a lot of times your progressions work from one side to the other. Now, it might be because of a look that the defense is giving you, but your progressions work from one side to the other. And we'll get Greg on here. He'll talk a little bit about this as well. But more times than not, somebody can be butt-ass naked and have a blown a coverage assignment on the other side. But if your reads are from left to right, you're likely not going to see backside. You're probably not going to see it more times than not if it's to the backside of the play. There's a backside and there's like your initial reads. If my reads are going from left to right or my reads are going from right to left, if my reads are from right to left and I'm working in progression, I'm probably not going to see a, somebody open on the backside. I need y'all fans to understand that. And that's not just for Trey. That's for Jimmy. That's for any quarter. That could be for Tom Brady. Now, especially if it's a busted coverage, you're probably not going to see it backside. But anyway, so he threw the interception, and he talked about it. He said, uh, you know, I basically – I just short-armed it. I short-armed it. He saw cover two. He understood the defense. He wanted to throw the whole shot, and he short-armed it. And we'll get into that with George uh, – Greg Pinelli. Greg would touch a little bit more on that. All right. So you saw that. You also saw him throw a pass in the first half, uh, nearly intercepted, went through Mitchell's hands, Ayuk ended up catching it on the sideline, to, uh, toe tap. And it was a high-low concept. You see they're trying to high-low the uh, flat defender, which was Mitchell. You had a uh, running back in the flat. You had somebody right behind him. And he tried to force it over the flat defender. And it nearly got intercepted, right? A lot of things that I'm looking for. Again, and I don't know what y'all are looking for with him. And we talk about it on here. I'm just looking. I'm looking for growth. How has Trey Lance grown from his first start? That, that's it. Everybody else, I know everybody wants to see all this perfect play and stuff like that. My thing was, how, how has he improved from the first game? Those are the things I want to see. And there were a couple of things that I saw right away that he improved on. One, I thought he uh, didn't have the bad misses, right? When I mean say bad misses, I mean, you know, the, the, the slant that's wide open, him throw it six yards over people's heads. <laughs> I didn't see that. I saw a little uncomfortableness in the pocket at times, but not uncomfortable in the sense of 
getting out and making a play. Those were things, okay, like good, good. Looked a little bit more comfortable. I didn't hear anybody talk about anything from a real technical aspect from his feet, right? That's the big thing. His feet, his technique, his throwing motion. I didn't hear that be an issue, right? I didn't hear anybody mention any of that. I didn't hear anybody say, so a lot of things that I wanted him to prove, aside from obviously the, the results of the game, I thought he improved from his first start to his second start. And to me, that was the biggest win when it comes to Trey Lance. All right, now, one throw that I saw him attempt, and I loved it. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. And this is one of my, there were four throws that I loved, all right? Right before the half, he threw one to the back of the end zone to Brandon Ayuk. And just attempting that throw and getting it right over the outstretched hand of the defender and giving his receiver an opportunity to make that, to make that catch, that was an amazing throw. To me, in the sense of pushing the ball down the field and putting it in a place to where your receiver has the opportunity to really make a play on the ball. thought that was awesome. I thought that was a great throw. I thought it took a lot of confidence to attempt that throw. He threw it. It was a perfect ball. Awesome. I love that throw. Uh, and obviously, you know, they got three points before the half. They went to the second half. And right off the bat, he threw a slant in between multiple defenders to Brandon Ayuk on third down. And third down is the money down, right? Third down is the money down. And so that's why I want to say, oh, man, how does, he, how does he perform on third down? It might get a little tight. How does he perform on third down? Boom, threw the slant in there. Uh, good job by Ayuk catching the ball in traffic, taking a hit, spinning out, running down the sideline. That was awesome. But to me, again, I'm looking at, okay, it was a big play, awesome, whatever. Just him getting comfortable throwing over the middle because you can't be late. On throws in the middle. You have to be accurate. You can't be high. What was one thing we saw in preseason? Man, threw high and behind Debo Samuel. He was late against the Chargers. Uh, threw high and hard as hell over the middle to uh, Muhammad Sanu. Went off his hands. It was intercepted, right? Like, I want to see, does he improve on those things? And I thought his throws over the middle, he looked comfortable. He was on target. They were accurate. That was awesome. Now, he didn't have a whole lot of throws over the middle. But when he did, I thought they were pretty accurate. That one was accurate. The other one, Debo Samuel dropped. And we'll get to that because Greg Pinelli has an interesting take on that throw. But when I saw it, I was like, good throw. Timing, rhythm. I want to see this. Can you do the Jimmy Garoppolo things? Because if you can do the Jimmy Garoppolo things, but then bring the element of what he has with throwing outside the numbers, pushing the ball down the field, I mean, that's a, that's a win. So the Jimmy Garoppolo thing is what makes Jimmy Garoppolo so good. It's throwing over the middle, right? Jimmy's accurate. Can Trey Lance get that down? And I thought he definitely took a step in the right direction with that. Now, he had one batted down, and that was tough because I think that was going to be a big game to Trent Sherfield. But it was good to see him be comfortable throwing over the middle and throw with timing and rhythm. And I didn't hear anybody talk anything about mechanics and his feet in his arms or whatever else y'all be talking about. So I thought that was good, all right? Uh, the touchdown pass to Debo Samuel. I'm trying to rush through this because I want to get y'all on here before Greg Pinelli, all right, which I need to hurry up. All right, give me three more minutes. So the touchdown pass to Debo Samuel, thought it was awesome. My initial reaction to that throw was that he flattened off Debo Samuel. If Debo Samuel continues going to go on upfield, it's going to end up being like a contested catch because that safety had a good angle on anything going up. 
All right, that safety, if Debo climbs up and he throws and he leads Debo, safety has a good angle. It's going to have to be a contested catch. Now that's a 50-50 ball. The way he threw that ball where he it made Debo flatten off his route, made him wide open, he catches the ball. I thought that was awesome. Now, did he short arm that a little bit? I think so. And I think some of it was him trying to be perfect. We're going to talk about more of that, just the way he was throwing the ball with Greg Pinelli. He has some interesting takes on that. But overall, um, I thought that was a good throw, flattening off the defender and basically throwing Debo Samuel even more open. He was open, but he threw him even more open. All right. He had a couple misses. I'm not saying that it was a perfect game from Trey Lance, but I just thought from the standpoint, again, of what I want to see. And again, I don't know what y'all, whatever. But from what I wanted to see, I wanted to see, does he improve on certain things from week from his first start to his second start? And I think he 100% did. Or I don't want to say 100%. I think he definitely did. He definitely got better. Uh, I, I think he definitely looked more comfortable. We'll talk about all that more, uh, all that uh, much more with Greg Pinelli. Um, my dude was, my dude Trey was just off because of that fade. Uh, just need to trim that front baldy spot. Then he will be. Oh, I see what you're saying, Brad. <laughs> you're saying you don't like his haircut. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You know, my brother, make, my big brother, he's a Cowboy fan, <clears throat> diehard Cowboy fan. He hates Trey Lance's haircut. Hates it. All right, y'all know what it is, man. We got over 220 of y'all in here, man. If you like this show, hit that like button again. In 20 minutes, we have Greg Penelope coming on. So I want to, before Greg comes on, I'm going to give you guys a chance to come on live. All right, so here we go. Here's the link right now. Come on live, and let's talk about it. Boom. All right. Um, aside from that, and I didn't get too much into the defense or anything else like that. Oh, and shout out to Brad for the contribution. I appreciate it. I see a lot of comments about the secondary. I probably, today is a little bit more about Trey Lance, so I probably won't get to that stuff just yet. But trust me, tomorrow it, we're going to get into the, everything, whether it's the 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 you know the the running back Elijah Mitchell the receivers you know I you you know the the lack of usage of of, of George Kittle uh, the DBs uh, we'll get into all that to, uh, tomorrow but today just wanted to you know really touch on Trey Lance and kind of his performance and obviously get to Greg Pinelli who's going to come on and talk more in depth about what he saw all right shout out to everybody in the chat if you like this show hit that like button hit the subscribe button. I'm going to get all y'all on. We got uh, people lined up to come in now. Here we go. Let's go. First person on, my guy, Kenneth Goldsmith. What's up, Kenneth? How you doing, man? Hey, good morning, Croc. What's going on? How you doing this morning? Uh, good morning, man. I'm good. I'm blessed. I can't can't complain. Yeah, me neither, man. I'm, 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 I'm real excited for what we got moving forward. Oh, yeah. So what was uh, what were your expectations for Trey Lance heading into the game? And then what was like one of your main takeaways? I mean, pretty much what you said, growth. The same thing I pretty much was expecting from Jimmy Garoppolo. Just growth, showing that you could be a very good quarterback in the NFL. And one of my biggest takeaways, like I was real concerned with how Kyle was calling the game in the first half. Then once the game went on, they both settled in and they got things rolling. Trey looked real good in the second half. He made some he made some absolutely beautiful throws, like the one you pointed to in the back of the end zone. If Mitchell didn't hold Brandon Ayuk's arm, arm, yeah. If he didn't hold his arm, that would have been a touchdown going into the half. And I and I like that. And that was with like what? 
like just under a minute left to go in the half, and he made some big throws, some big time throws to get us down the field and get us a field goal. You know that like from he, he I think he grown a lot from his first start and and think about the stipulation of how the season is right now with the, with him having to come in for Jimmy Garoppolo and win a game that's going to help us get into the playoffs. He showed yeah. a lot of poise, you know, and he got a completely different mindset than Jimmy. Uh, and what do you mean by that? And then I'm, I'm going to get you out of here on that. But what, when you say he has a completely different mindset, because I, I think I know what you mean by that, but what, what, what's your, what, what do you mean? Elaborate. He ain't get flustered after he threw his interception. He didn't look, he didn't look like he was going to have a domino, domino effect. You know what I'm saying? He threw the interception, he shook it off, and he came out blazing. You know, that's what I want to see from our quarterback. Yeah. If you if you make that mistake, how are you going to respond after you make that mistake, you know? And I yeah. felt like with with Trey Lance, we could be the type of team that can play from behind. We don't always have to play with a lead. Right. And and he might not be there just yet, but just yeah, yet. like that because the, the 49ers defense did a really good job of Keeping it kind of a low pressure situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if that's the Rams, it's not quite the same. But again, we got uh -huh. Trey in his second start, and it was good to build off. Kenneth, I'm gonna get you off so I can get the next caller on. But I appreciate right. you coming on, bro. No, no problem. Thanks for having me on. All right, all right. Uh, I saw one thing. Uh, here we go. My guy Brad. Good point. He said Trey didn't look that fast to me. Did he look slower to any of you? Trey Lance isn't fast. He's He's Deshaun Watson athlete, like type athlete, where they can take off. Like they could pick up 15 yards, they could pick up 20 yards. He could probably pick up even more than that, but he's not really going to outrun people or outrun people, especially if they have an angle on them. And we have to understand too, guys like him, guys like Deshaun Watson, who are like four six type guys, four six five type. They're really, you know, even if you look at like Josh Allen, he he can run right. He ain't really outrunning people, you know. So. Sometimes you see him try to hit the edge. If he has a, a safety, uh, you know, bearing down on him with an angle, he's not outrunning him to the edge. But he can take off. He can use his legs. All right, so it's more Deshaun Watson than it is like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray might be like 4'3". You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that's he's like a center fielder. He's fast. Uh, Lamar Jackson, like he's fast. He's a 4'3". He ain't that. Trey Lance ain't that. But he can, he can move. Like he can run. He is mobile. But he's not a he's not a burner uh in, in that sense. So I hope that makes sense. Here we go. Getting the next caller on. All right, got my guy Chris coming on. Chris, how you doing, man? Good morning. What's going on, Crocky? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. What what, what what's some of your thoughts from uh yesterday's game? Man, I'm, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I think uh like that first half just I always feel like Kyle is is like trying to hold uh hold Trey back, man. Like he's just he needs to he needs to kind of take the handcuffs off Trey a little bit and let that boy play. Yeah, I, it's tough because again, and you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. There's this filling out process of of just understanding really how to call plays for him. You know, this is just his second start. I would assume this. Let's say, and and maybe we're not in the same position as we are now, right? 49ers are in position to right. make the playoffs. And maybe if you start him the whole way, maybe he's not quite 
uh, you were not quite that. But mm. I would say Kyle Shanahan would definitely have a better understanding of how to call plays for him. And that's the thing that we're missing with the time that has been missed, right? So I know I see a lot of people, first half play calling was asked, Kyle's figuring it out. And I think you're going to continue to kind of go through that until he truly understands, one, what Trey Lance is really comfortable with. And yep. again, part of that, you see the weird play calling and stuff like that. Part of the reason that's why he wants to go with Jimmy Garoppolo because he he knows, well, I don't have any weird moments with calling plays for Jimmy. I just know how to call plays for him. Trey Lance, there is going to be some of that because he's just, he's just not sure. But yeah. from the first game to the second game, I saw him do a lot more under center. I saw him do a lot more of his traditional stuff. He still kept it simple, and we're going to get to Greg Pinelli. He's going to talk about that. But I'm just curious to see how he builds on that from week to week. One more question real quick. Yeah. What's, what do you think is going on with Bosa? You think he's just getting a lot of attention? He's – like, seems like the last two weeks he's kind of been – he's he, he, like, fell off. Yeah, he's he's getting – I mean, he's getting doubled. He's getting chipped. He's I mean, they're doing everything to him. So, hopefully, the other guys who are getting more one-on-one -on -one blocks, they can continue to, uh, you know, get to the quarterback. I thought they did decent yesterday, but he's getting a lot of attention. And last year, or 2019, 2019, you got to remember, on the other side of him, he had D Ford, and it was Buckner. And so it was hard to give him as much attention. But right now, ain't no D Ford, ain't no Buckner. And no, you no. know, it's just like it's him and it's Armstead, and then it's yeah. everybody else. Every so, Cam and uh and Key are not, yeah, not getting know, and, it done. And, and they're and they are getting there at times, you know. They're they're doing they're doing well, but it ain't to the extent of a D Ford. So teams can hey, they'll take their chances leaving those guys one-on-one -on -one as opposed to not, you know, giving Nick Bosa all the attention. But I appreciate you coming yeah. on, Chris. I'm gonna get to the next caller. All right, man. All right. Here we go. Got my guy Jedi coming on. Jedi, good morning. How you doing, bro? I'm good. How you doing today, bro? Oh, man, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Hey, man, I, I guess I'm excited because, man, I, I like what I saw even in the first half, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you something, man. Things like that take time to build. And as you saw them building into the second half, you saw everything starting to come together. And at the end of the game is what I want to talk to you about, uh, Crocker. Desmond King, the corner for the Texans, saying, this young man that they got, this dude is resilient, and he has great potential. That's the Texans' cornerback. He mm. saw this kid all day, okay? So if this man who played against this young man for just one game said, hey, this kid has something here, man, I, I, I'm encouraged. I, and, you know, just to see Kyle – man, I haven't seen Kyle smile like that in weeks – I haven't seen Kyle go on post-game anything, even with a win from Jimmy, and have that smile. You know what that smile is, Crocker? That smile is a man knowing in his heart, I got one. And y'all don't even know what I'm going to do with this kid. Like you said, it's going to take time because there's still a learning process. What can I do? What can I do? Or what strengths tailor to trade but when i was watching the game i saw the linebackers start to flow they couldn't just key in on the quarterback oh just key in on the running back anymore they had to keep a, a, a steady pace at trade and that started to wear that defense out in the second half that's when the trade those running lanes got more and more open because trey as he starts to eat the running lanes before trey become more uh, uh available because now the defense has to pick 
what are you going to do? If you play up, this kid can go deep. So you got to respect his arm and lay back. And if you lay back, we're going to run at you. And if we run at you, there's no telling how we might run at you. We can have Debo in the backfield. You can have Elijah in the backfield. You never know. And Trey now has unlocked Kyle's offense to a point where I feel if he just rides the hand, there will be downs. I'm not saying the Rams are going to show a more formidable uh, test to Trey. There are going to be uh, more formidable opponents coming up. But with this kid in that offense, I believe because he can make any throw, it opens your offense up to a point you've never had or we've never seen before. And I think the league is now starting – well, some of them took notice and said, well, this this might be something. So I'm going to keep my expectations low, but I'm excited. I, I think we should all be excited for the future. And I think this kid has everything it takes going forward to be what what we need for our quarterback for for our franchise. Nice, nice, nice. I like it. I like it. I'm going to get you off and get the next caller on, but I like it. I agree. I agree with what you said. And it looks like people in the in the in the chat do as well. All right. Yeah. I mean, one thing he said that I do kind of like, he was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm keeping my expectations low to me. My expectations are quote unquote low for Trey Lance because I have the expectations of what rookies are. So it's not even so much that they're low because it's Trey Lance. It to me, it's well, it's a rookie quarterback, and hopefully, you know, he plays in his third, third start. And we'll get into that kind of some of my thoughts on that playing against the Rams. But the expectations of a rookie, and that and that's kind of the part that because you know he's with the 49ers and things like that, you know, that can Kind of get a little weird. Here we go. Got my guy Darius coming on. Darius, good morning. How you doing, bro? I'm blessed, man. How you feeling? Oh, feeling good. I'm feeling good. How you feeling about the game? Uh, well, I know it's trade day, but first I want to salute D'Amico Ryan's for benching Josh Norman before that shit started getting out of hand. Um, salute Avery Thomas. He done turned into a lockdown, didn't he? Like they stopped. Playing with him, they start going <laughs> after the old man. And they put in Dante Johnson. But I'm not going to lie, that P.I. on Josh Norman was some bullshit, bro. I didn't like that, man. He played – they're talking about the way he turned in or something like that. He turned the wrong way into the receiver. I, I don't know. He played great defense on that play. But um, as far as with, 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 with how I felt about the game, thank you to the defense for not allowing it to go, <clears throat> um, go out of hand and – and putting a lot of tr- uh, pressure on Trey. Shout out to Kyle Shanahan. He was my biggest concern as far as how he was going to let this kid play. When he first came out, I'm thinking like, oh, man, here go Kyle with the bullshit. You know, wildcat offense crap. But I feel like maybe it was just Kyle. Like you said, he was just filling him out, trying to see what he's comfortable with. Somebody told – I'm pretty sure somebody told Trey Lance, hey, look, man, that middle slant is your friend. That's how Jimmy keeps the, the plays going. That's how we're going to design it for you to keep it going. Just just look just look for that first pass. It's, it's there because he held on to the ball for too long at first. But once he started realizing, like, okay, that shot is there. Bam, I'm, I'm taking it. Bam, and, and he was getting it in. I love how he throws receivers open. I mean, I can, I can sit here and talk praise about him all day, man. His footwork, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't fast, like you said, but 
he's able to maneuver and wiggle around that pocket and extend that play, man. And it's like we got back to the run game as well. It wasn't all about Trey. It was about Elijah, put Debo back there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's our our identity. It's great to have a quarterback that could finally throw out the numbers, but let's stick to what we know best and make it easy as possible for our rookie. Um, let's not get besides ourselves because the Rams is a motherfucker. I'm not even going to lie to you, man. If Jimmy was 100, I would say put Jimmy in because we know for sure what that going to like. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I ain't going to lie about that, man. I, I feel like Jimmy, if he's 100, but we know we know he ain't going to be 100. If he has to have surgery, ain't no way he should be 100, right? So right. with that being said, man, hopefully they stick with this run game. And, um, you know, because Rams is tough, man. You got you got, you got got uh, Ramsey over there. You got uh, uh, Darnold over there. Like, you got some boys that's going to bring that pressure that, that the Texans just don't have. But I'm happy that he got that experience. I'm, I'm just happy, bro. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I don't mean, man, <laughs> listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I, I got to see my boy play, man, and he was everything that I thought he was going to be, bro. And, and the right. sky's the limit for us. I agree. Yeah, man. All right, I'm going to get you off and get the, get the next caller on. I appreciate you coming on, D. For sure, man. Have a good day. All right. All right, that's my, my dog Darius. Here we go again. My guy Bradley on. We got Bradley on, and then, and then we got Dion. What's good, Bradley? Good morning. Hey, good morning, sir. Uh, I'm fucking super stoked about the game. But where I'm at is Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be some offensive genius. This is the dude who supposedly made and created three head coaches in the NFL so far. But he's had like a whole entire almost year worth of uh, work that he could have been working on trade lands and packages for him and stuff. And, man, I was so nervous at the beginning of that game. I thought it was just going to be the Cardinals game all over again. Just let it run, you know, occasional minus two yards, four yards here. And then finally he opened it up for him. I mean, what do you think? Like, I understand it's a learning curve, but do you think that he's slow playing Trey Lance in games, just trying to get him relaxed because he knows he's nervous? Or does he just uh, not know how to play I don't even think it's so much that he knows he's nervous. I, I think it's more of just understanding how difficult his offense is and not being able to use everything at its full disposal. So he has to scale back, but right now he's trying to figure out how much do I have to scale back? How much can I give him? You know, and again, uh, we're, we're going to have Greg Pennelli on in a few minutes and he'll give us more insight from what he was seeing from kind of bird's eyes view on how the plays were constructed, but there's, you know, there is, it's just a filling out process. And those are things he's going to have to go with because he doesn't know. Now let's say this, and this was one of my things and reason why I would not have Jimmy Grapple on the team. Now when you have Jimmy G, yeah. Okay. I get it. Starting him with all that. I, I get it. I understand it completely. But when you look at, you know, how some of these other guys have been able to get all the reps, right. And even then some of them have improved or haven't improved. Maybe some of them, uh, you know, aren't aren't in as good, you know, situations and all that. There's all that aspect to it as well. But I do feel like if he would have went with Trey Lance from the beginning, you would think he would have more of an understanding of how to call plays for him, especially at this point in the year. You see what I'm saying? Because right now, every game plan has been structured towards Jimmy Garoppolo, his skills, his skills, his skill set, and how he's been in this offense for four and a half years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
with uh, with that, I just uh, it, it didn't take Kyle Shanahan that long to figure out Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, like everyone says, you know, the offense. Oh, hold, hold, hold on, Bradley. Hold on. So here's the difference. Here's the difference. When he when he first got Jimmy Garoppolo in, it was remember they took a lot of the Patriots concepts and put that in for him. So with yeah. with Trey Lance is harder. He has not been in the NFL. You know, J- Jimmy had been in the NFL for four years, spending with the with the Patriots. They took a lot of his concepts and made Jimmy as comfortable as possible so that they can get through games. Remember that? Because remember, at first, they didn't even want Jimmy starting. They were going with Beathard. Beathard got hurt. Then they had to go with Jimmy. You know, so it was, some of the, it was kind of the same storyline as far as what Kyle felt like Jimmy was comfortable with. But it was, hey, let's implement a lot of Patriots stuff to get Jimmy through. Now, when you go to the next season and how the how the game started off against the Vikings, the Lions, and the Chiefs, it was not it wasn't pretty. Right? Remember, 49ers kind of got their ass kicked a couple of those games. Uh Jimmy threw three interceptions against the Vikings in the first week. He threw a near game game losing almost pick six against the Lions. 49ers almost blew that. And then they definitely they were getting their ass kicked 35-7 or whatever it was at halftime of the Chiefs game. So there was also that kind of learning process as well with Jimmy Garoppolo. It wasn't all, you know, all great. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. Do you think this offense could be better with Jay Lance because how uh, his offense was in uh, Atlanta, throwing down the field more? Because I feel like that's how his offense is supposed to be. But Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have that aspect of uh, I mean, I think big picture, yeah, it, it, it can be better. And, and that's what you hope. You you have a guy. Remember, remember what he said during the press conference of what he was looking for, right? He said, I want, you know, you ideally you want, you know, a guy that can run like Lamar Jackson but throw like uh, Drew Brees. So the reason why you want that is because it just opens up everything so much. Now, I'd say – most teams in the NFL would say we want a guy who could throw like Drew Brees and run like Lamar Jackson. Uh, Trey Lance might not be able to run like <laughs> Lamar Jackson, and he might not be able to throw like Drew Brees. But if you can get to as close as possible with somebody with that type of skill set, like a Dak Prescott, right? He he's like he's like Dak Prescott with a bigger arm, you know. Where you know he's like a lot like Deshaun Watson, just somebody that brings just this more explosive ability, and. Uh, that's he's more along the lines of that. You have that, it definitely opens up what you could do more. If you look at his passing chart from yesterday, I haven't seen the 49ers have so many dots outside the hashes, outside the numbers, <laughs> uh, like he did. I think it said his air yards or attempted air yards was the most uh, by a 49er quarterback in three years or something like that. So, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good things to build off of. I, I would say that. All right, thanks, Crocky. Have a good rest of the day, sir. All right, all right. Appreciate you. That was my guy Bradley. Appreciate him coming in all the time. I see the chat going up. I see somebody say he reminds me of Donovan McNabb. That was one. That was somebody that people a lot of people talked about. A lot of people talked about. I say this, man, and Greg Pinelli, he'll be on shortly. I I can't wait until Trey Lance is comfortable. We're talking about a guy in his second career start. And even though it wasn't 
like the a perfect start or even just a perfect game in general, I think we could all see that the potential that's there and what's there as the more he gets comfortable. Now, I'll say this while I have time. All right, so Dion, I'll send the link, but Dion is the only person I'm going to bring on because remember, I got uh, I got, I got Greg Pinelli about to click in any minute now. So um, there's the link. Y'all don't click the link. Dion's going to click the link. Dion's going to come on live, but um, and and then we're going to get into Greg. And then if we have time uh, after Greg uh, gets off uh, at ten o'clock, then we'll we'll bring we'll bring some more folks on. All right, but here we go. Uh, Dion, what's good, man? What's happening with you, Crocky? Sorry, man. It, it kicked me for some reason. It was kind of weird. I was like, what the heck? So, you know how it is, man. But, hey, quickly, because I know you got Greg coming on. That was a good game. First half, he just looked a little – he, he looked like he was just trying to get his feet under him and understand what was going on and what happened. And, I mean, to be honest with you, for all the people out there that may say, you know, this is why we need Jimmy, let me explain something to you. He's a rookie. So, him making those mistakes is okay. Jimmy does stuff like that, and he's done stuff like that throughout the years. You know, and even throughout this year and several occasions where he's done that and he's an eight year vet. So don't get on the rook for doing rookie things. You know, let the, let the kid grow. I think he had a good game. You know what I'm saying? Um, we had a couple of things that we, we can look forward to. I was extremely happy with that pass to Iuke. I love that pass to Debo. Like everything worked out for the kid, man. You know, um, the only thing that scares me is. I feel like Kyle's going to try to put Jimmy back out there again, man. You saw him in his press conference. Yeah, Jimmy's 100% healthy, and he could do everything perfectly. We're going to put him out there. What that says to me in hindsight is if I can get Jimmy at 80%, I'll take him over 100% Trey Lance. And I, 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 I don't think Kyle – I'm not subscribing to the whole Kyle's playing chess, not checkers thing. I don't trust that at all. I feel like it, it, it unfortunately scares me that he really would want to put an injured player out there rather than putting his young rookie out there knowing he just won, you know. Let the kid ride the confidence into the next game. You know your game plan against the, the Rams always works. You beat Sean McVay consistently. You make him your bitch all the time. You little brother him. You you know what I'm saying? As they say on the East Coast, you son him on a, on a continual basis, you know. So I just hope that next week is a good thing, you know, and they let Trey go out there, play the game, and basically we got to win and we in because – I think the Eagles got in because someone lost. I can't remember, but the playoff picture well, this year. Well, there's the tiebreaker. There's the tiebreaker, and the Eagles, the Eagles beat the Saints. So somehow the tiebreaker stuff canceled out, and then the Eagles with the conference record. Yeah, it went to the yeah, NFC it goes to the record. Conference record, and they yeah. and they're ahead of the 49ers with conference record. So they they uh, they clinched the playoff berth, which is beyond me right <laughs> yeah i mean it's ridiculous I, I feel like if that's the case if the eagles beat the saints and and the 49ers beat the eagles then i feel like hey man 49ers eagles in saints are out like you're the odd one out right so. you're the odd person out but you know i know because it, it's, it's crazy because i've said it before like my mom's is a saints fan so you know I've, I've been telling her for the last couple of weeks i need you to lose these games you're a little upset yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you can't be winning. She's like, why? And I'm like, cause I need you so I can get in. So well, that's that's your own problem to deal with. You know, I you know, I love you, son, but we 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 gotta win these games, you know. I'd rather get out there with Taysom Hill than you get out there with Trey Lance. And I'm like, you know, this ain't right, you know. But 
hey, man, it was a good game. Great running game for, for uh, Elijah Mitchell. Came back, looked, you know, played, played to rare form, set the rookie record for the 49ers in rushing. Um, and that's a hard task because he had to beat out Frank Gore for that. Um, but, hey, man, we, we, we got a bright future with the young kid. I think that once everything starts to slow down for him and he gets more games under, under his belt, he will continually be, you know, it, think things will start faster for him rather than the first half. And shout out to the defense, man. Hold him to seven points because Davis Mills was doing what he could out there. But the one thing, Rex Burkhead, 16 rushes or something like that for 47 yards. I told everybody, don't be worried about Rex Burkhead doing nothing. We ain't been allowing nobody to run on us for the last six, seven weeks. So Rex Burkhead wasn't about to come in and look like Adrian Peterson of old or something. So we right. <laughs> we solid. But I appreciate you having me on, Crocky. I know you got to get to thing. Thank you for everything. Appreciate you, brother. Nothing but peace and blessings to you. Continue to keep doing what you're doing. Inspire the other creators, man. Um, and just have a wonderful day. We got the dub. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. You know, and we just got to hope and pray. Everybody out there, get 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 your prayers up, man, because we need Kyle to, 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 to stick with Lance and not run back to, to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. All right. <laughs> all right I'll get my thoughts on that. Appreciate you coming on, Dion. Yeah. Yes, sir. I got my guy Eddie here, and he says, Jimmy would kill for Trey's stat line and performance. I'll say this. If you just look at this stat line, I think that was a very Jimmy Garoppolo-ish stat line, right? Now, the thing that's encouraging is, well, this is his second start, and he has the stat line of Jimmy Garoppolo, which, you know, 16 to 23, uh, you know, 249 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. I'd say if I just close my eyes and heard those numbers, I would say, oh, Jimmy G started, <laughs> you know? So it's a very Jimmy G type stat line. Uh, I think the thing that's encouraging is, you know, well, he also added the the rushing element. He adds that. Uh, some of the off-script plays, it was good to see him. Not necessarily – there was a play, it was a dump-off to uh, Hasty, And it, it, to me, it was clear that – he maybe wasn't quite 100% sure with what he was seeing from the defense, but it was like, all right, I'm 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 not sure exactly, but I'm going to buy some time, get into where I feel comfortable. Here we go, dump it off to Hasty. he pick up. So there were some things where it was like, okay, it's definitely a benefit that he's able to utilize his legs to keep plays alive and things like that. I thought that was awesome. Um, as far as uh, Jimmy G goes, I'm actually – if Jimmy G, if, if he's 100%, I'm comfortable going back to Jimmy G against the Rams because, again, we know 100% what we're going to get from Jimmy and a game plan against the Rams and how that looks and how the 49ers have been successful with that. My biggest thing with Trey Lance is just – and what I wanted to get out of this season was knowing the kid can play, knowing that he has this type of ability, knowing heading into the offseason that – he is the right guy moving forward. And I think a game like yesterday showed me, yes, there, there's a lot of room for, for growth. There's a lot of areas where he can improve. But it also showed me I'm I'm going to be very confident heading into the offseason with where I think Trey Lance will be after a full offseason and getting more and more comfortable and things like that. So if they go back to Trey Lance, I mean, uh, excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo, y'all won't hear me be like, oh, there go Kyle Shanahan, blah, blah, blah. I won't be on none of that. My biggest thing this year, it was all about Trey Lance. It was all about Trey Lance. 
It was all about getting Trey Lance ready. And it was all about me feeling optimistic about where Trey Lance is heading into the offseason. And right now, just off the two performances we've seen, I feel like he's heading in the right direction. And if he never played another snap this season, I would not feel like, damn, man, like Trey Lance, so many question marks, you know? I, I That won't be my talk this offseason. I'm, I'm pretty confident with where he's at. Real quick, got another contribution. Oh, another two. Here we go. Uh, Kyle has to keep selling Jimmy G his uh, as his number one option. I agree, just out of respect, right? There, There is a respect element. This guy has been your starting quarterback, uh, you know, starting the season for the last four years. He's been, like, the guy. Uh, just a respect aspect of it. You do say, hey, if he's healthy, because that's our starting quarterback. And I think that's how you got y'all got to look at it. Jimmy? That's the that's been his that's that's the starter trait. He's the backup. So out of respect is all right, yeah. That that's our that's our guy. And, and until he's not. So I I understand uh where Kyle Shanahan's coming from with that. Now, do you think Kyle wants Jimmy to start because it makes it easier? He already has his game plan and does want to adapt the offense to Trey so late. I, I would say yes. I, I would say you just you know a little bit more of what you're getting from. Jimmy G. Not even a little bit more. You know a lot more. Not not to say that Jimmy's great. I'm not saying that. But just being comfortable with the with what you know you're going to get as as opposed to the still some unknown with a rookie from game to game from week to week. I would say you probably it's it's probably a little easier uh sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, some people would say, you know, sticking with the easier is kind of a cop-out, and it maybe shows that you don't got big nuts. I don't know, but uh, I would say just trying to look at it from Kyle Shanahan's perspective, that's probably the case. All right, y'all, we got Greg Pinelli. He's joining us. All right, you know what it is. It's QB Monday. We're going to take a brief 30-second break, and when we get back, I got Greg Pinelli. He'll be on live with us. Stay tuned. All right, y'all, man. Y'all know what it is. It's QB Monday. It's QB Monday. Hold on. Okay, there we go. It's been a while there since we go. Our, our layover. Uh, we got my guy, <laughs> Greg Benelli, with us in the chat right now. Greg was at the game, so he's going to give his honest assessment of what he saw. Uh, if you haven't been here before, we do this QB Monday. We try to do it every Monday. Sometimes I'm on vacation and stuff and traveling. It throws everything off. But uh, my guy, Greg Benelli, quarterback trainer, has worked with guys. You see the picture right there with Josh Allen works with Josh Allen, talks to Josh Allen, has seen Josh Allen's entire uh, career from college to, to, to pros and the evolution of that. Uh, he trains NFL guys, works and trains with uh, Tyler Bray, who's currently on the 49ers practice squad. So if there's somebody to talk to about quarterback play and what goes into it, I know there's nobody better for me to reach out to than my former teammate, at Modesto Junior College. Y'all see it, the Pirates chair I stole back in uh, 2009 uh, <laughs> from the gym. <laughs> but, uh, from the basketball gym. Yeah, man, me and, Donald, me and Donald ran in there and uh, took the chairs out. 
I think they got new chairs now, so See, hopefully the folks, don't come don't the, the folks don't know about the, the hood rap things that Crocky was doing back in the day. <laughs> hey, I always tell everybody when I picked you off in practice and I threw the ball, I was like, don't throw at me. And then Coach Coach um, Styrus, he tried to save you because, you know what I'm saying, you know how quarterbacks are a little soft. So Coach Styrus was like, don't do that. You can take that back to Stockton. You could take that back to Stockton. Like, don't you? We don't do that stuff here. Like, you're not my coach. That's my coach. Co co uh, playing that coach Brown. I know Coach Stivers hated me. But anyways, we got Greg Pinelli on. And Greg, you had a front row seat, pretty much front row seat. Yeah. At at Trey Lance's game, and I thought last night I called you and I'm like, all right, what'd you think? And you had an inter interesting perspective. So at first, I want to ask you. And somebody somebody here just put a comment in here on something that we're going to touch on. Can't throw a better spiral. We're going to get to that. But but first, I want to know, just from the overall scheme, and then we'll get into the specifics, what was your, your main takeaway from maybe what your expectations were and what you saw? Yeah, I uh, – well, first thing that stuck out was offense. It was good to see Trey Lance actually operating uh, – and the offense that we're kind of accustomed to seeing from Kyle. So that was good. Instead of like that Cardinals game that we had watched where he was in the shotgun a lot, um, what was like 97% of the time or something like that, or 98% of the time against the Cardinals, where yesterday he was actually under center, utilized a lot of play action, um, I think to build some confidence for Trey and get him some space away from defenders. But Overall, I think that... Hold on, hold on, real quick, just to kind of elaborate on that, because yeah. you put a big emphasis on that throughout the shows after that, where you're like, hey, I, I don't want to see Trey Lance if it has to be that type of offense. So that right. was one thing I know you were, you were like, I don't, don't, think don't that, do that, some little gimmicky offense just to get him by. If, if, if you're going to play Trey Lance, you want to see him do more under center and throw him more concepts like you would if it were Jimmy. And again, maybe not to the right. full scope of things but just in general just more under center more traditional stuff as opposed to just what we saw it, right. it, is that right yeah no and, and if you look at yesterday's game the two touchdowns he threw right we're both off of I, i'm almost positive the first one was, yeah the, the running back leaked out to the flat right it was mitchell to the yeah. flat yeah so the two two touchdown passes he had yesterday play action right so those things, because of the Niners run game, and everybody says that Jimmy works off the run game, uh, or Jimmy's game works off the run game. And I think that people got to understand too that it's it's not just Jimmy. You go look at that that play a couple weeks ago with Rodgers, where he does that play action fake and he sells it so hard and confident, and he almost stops for a second and wraps around and throws the ball. That just it makes the game so much easier on the quarterback when the run game is working. Not just Jimmy. Definitely does for Jimmy because we know that Jimmy has some limitations, obviously. So it makes it a little bit easier for him. But for other guys as well, when you get safeties to suck up or you get the de defense to suck up like that, and then you get to take home run shots down the field like he did to Debo, um, then it makes life a little bit easier, especially for a rookie quarterback where you can get some play action work and then boot out but you also buy yourself a ton of time where you have yourself some space away from defenders and it'll make it a little bit easier for guys to, to not feel rushed and throw that ball down the field. But um, overall, I think that Trey did, he, he did what I expected. And we talked about that last night. Trey did what I, I kind of expected him to do. And I think it was a good, uh, That's not for you, I think it was, 
I thought it was a good performance. Um, you know, people got to, there was, and I told you yesterday, you know, there's, there's people in the bathroom, people walk around the game, people sit behind, like, oh, Jimmy does this, Jimmy does that. Why, why is Trey playing? Or, or, you know, obviously we know why Trey's playing, but like, we got to get Jimmy back as soon as possible. And that's all good and dang, it is what it is. But people, <clears throat> us as fans, it's tough. We got to reel ourselves back in a little bit and understand these expectations that you have of a rookie quarterback. The guy's 21, right? This is his second game playing. And I know that people are going to say, well, that's why Kyle should have done this the whole year to get him ready. But that's all speculation. And we talked about that too, where it's, it's speculation to think that we would be in the same position now as a team, potentially heading into the playoffs. Obviously, we got to win next week. But um, heading into the playoffs, if Trey is starting, we could be in a really good spot. We could be in a better spot. We could be in a worse spot. It's all speculation at the end of the day. We got to go with what we have right now. So – with how Trey played yesterday, I think he played well. I think it took him a little bit of time to calm down. Obviously, I expected that. I think that um, he was a little bit anxious at times. I expected that. The ball didn't come out come out of his hand clean probably 40% of the time, 30% of the time. I kind of expected that. If you go back and watch a, a lot of rookie quarterbacks, yes, some of them will look pretty. Sometimes it just doesn't look that great. That the, They're not always going to throw spirals. It, the ball to Ayuk over the the uh, over the shoulder, the one he almost snagged one-handed in the end zone, that wasn't a great spiral. Guess what? The ball was in the perfect position for Ayuk to catch the ball. So, um, and I think as we talked about yesterday, a lot of people are probably going to ask, why the hell is he? Th- why did we draft somebody that can't throw a spiral? Well, I watched Trey in warm-ups. He threw the ball fine yesterday, right? When you're relaxed and you're a little bit more calm, your hand – will we'll relax a little bit. So when you get that tension uh, in the wrist and in the hand, you get that excitement, like you want to try and drive the ball hard or throw the ball hard, everything starts to tighten up a little bit and the ball's not going to come out as clean. And I used that reference yesterday, right, when uh, for baseball. Uh, coaches growing up always say if, you're, if you want to hit a home run, you can't, have a, you, you can't try and hit a home run. It's just going to come off the bat and you're going to hit a home run. Because if you try to hit a home run, what happens? You tense up right when you're about to hit it, you tense up and you're trying to have this power swing and you end up hitting the ground ball or, or line drive for an out or whatever it may be. And so um, it's kind of the same way throwing the football. You, you, can't, <clears throat> you can't necessarily try to drive the ball super hard or can't just try and chuck it as far as you can downfield with that anxiety built up or that anxiousness and that um, adrenaline that's coming together there uh, being that home game and, and his first playoffs or excuse me, playoff atmosphere like start, you know, that was a huge game for him yesterday. Um, so with everything added together, like that was a must win game at home sellout, um, you know, his, his first start at home kind of going into the situation of one week you're the backup and then, you know, they bring in uh, Tyler this week, and then there's a lot of speculation. Is Jimmy going to go? Is Jimmy not going to go? Um, they're still doing meetings somewhat. Some of the meetings were Zoom this week. So it's like everything is still kind of tangled up. It's not ideal right now for a rookie quarterback to be learning in the NFL as a whole just because the COVID thing has is, is kind of distorted a lot of stuff too, where they're not necessarily in person in a lot of these meetings still, especially now how they've gone back with, with uh, new COVID rules so some of these guys are having to zoom in so just like everything put together has not been the most ideal for trey to come in and start his first game at home 
But considering, um, I think that Trey Trey showed some flashes that, that the Niners can definitely build on, and I think that's exciting. Here we go. We have a question right here from uh, Gaming Brown. And he says, Whitner said that Trey needs to stop being a one-read quarterback as well and saying Jimmy Garoppolo has a faster release. Will these two issues bite him soon? I, I will I say this. Let me, let me, let me, I'll give my perspective on one of these things. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo has one of the best and fastest releases in the NFL. So that's right. not like a Jimmy the Trey issue. That's like Jimmy in comparison to the rest of the NFL. It's yeah. it, that, like if there is one thing that Jimmy is elite at, it's his release. It's his confidence with throwing really quick, being able to snap that ball off right now. So if you are expecting Trey Lance to get to the point where his release is as fast as Jimmy Garoppolo, I would say that's less likely to happen. But as far as being a one-read quarterback, what's kind of your thoughts on that? And kind of what goes into being more of a one, two, three-read type guy or whatever that right. even means. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> and I think that, I'll probably have a little bit of a better perspective on it. Obviously, with Tyler being on the team and in the quarterback room, um, you know, after the season, I'll, I'll ask him uh, some of these things. Um, but in regards to that, you never know what that conversation's like with with Shanahan. Shanahan might say, "Hey," in the headset, he might he might be telling him to play. Okay, I want you to look here to here, and that's it. You know, just to make it simple on him, he might be telling him where to look first or second. And I'm not saying he's doing that all the time, but on certain plays, he might be telling him that just to help him out, just to alleviate some of the thought process that might be going uh, <clears throat> through his head at the line of scrimmage. Because, again, the playbook being as extensive as it is, and I've had some insight with, with uh, obviously, guys that are um, – on professional teams and, and Tyler this week, you know, talking about the playbook earlier this week and just how extensive it was um, as compared to Andy Reid's when Tyler was with Andy Reid's and, and uh, Matt Nagy's with the Bears. So Tyler said, I could see why it would take a rookie a year or more to really learn this playbook or why it's taken Jimmy so long to come along um, in this offense because it's, Tyler said verbatim, you know, it's like, it's like learning German is what he said this week. So I think that getting used to that, like me and you discussed, getting used to the playbook, one, then understanding what's the defense throwing at me, these exotic coverages that the defense are throwing. So you got to get up to the line of scrimmage, give the play call that's 15-plus words long, get up to the line of scrimmage, read the pre-snap defense, then read the post-snap defense, and all along making sure that the protection is set, plus making sure all your receivers are lined up in every position they're supposed to be lined up in, which most of them know at this point because they're all veterans, or for the most part, veterans on the 49ers, and then execute the play on time before the play clock runs out. So there's a lot of stresses that happen at the line of scrimmage. So all of that being said, <clears throat> I could see Shanahan probably helping him out a little bit um, as far as where he should be, maybe looking initially and then going from there. But it's just lack of experience. It's like if I took – uh, if I took a young quarterback and trained them as compared to a kid that's been with me for two years, if I told them both to throw 10 yard outs, the kid that's been with me for two years is going to get the ball out faster than the quarterback that probably just showed up. It's just a fact of the matter, just off of confidence alone, right? They don't want to screw up. They're trying to be too perfect, whatever it may be. And that's what I saw with Trey yesterday. I think that he played a little bit more reserved. And I think that as he comes along, the ball's going to start flying out of his hand a little bit better. He was trying to be a little bit too perfect yesterday. Um, 
Is that but what you saw in the interception? <clears throat> because he he kind of alluded what? to knowing that it was cover two and saying he kind of short he short armed it a little bit and he was yeah, like yeah, yeah. just yeah. gotta gotta do it better. Like so, is that him just trying right. to be a little too perfect? I think he tried. Yeah, you could tell he kind of slowed his arm. It looked like he kind of slowed his arm down trying to fit it over the flat defender that dropped off. And um, and I and I told you yesterday I could see him in a year from now throwing that ball driving it high and outside and make sure it's a completion. Um, so that's your process. Like that whole shot throw. <clears throat> so that that's your process with this when like evaluating a quarterback because that's why I try to get a lot of the you know listeners and we have almost 500 people in here right now watching. I try to get them to understand. Don't focus, especially with rookies. No matter the rookie, whether it's uh, you know Trey or, or or Trevor Lawrence or Mac Jones or whatever. What you're seeing right now, this this is kind of the starting point for all these guys. And the thing I'm looking for most is to seeing how they progress. So with Trey Lance, I wanted to see from his first start to his second start, like just where's the progression at? Where is he getting better? I didn't see right. the ugly misses, right? With him throwing 10 feet over people's heads on a wide open slant. Right. We didn't see those things. I was impressed with that. I didn't see the super high over the middle, just super off target throws. So I was impressed with that and some of his ability to be confident, like that that throw to Ayuk in, in the corner of the end zone, like just the confidence that it takes to put that ball where he put it. I thought that was awesome to see. You, it's, all right, I understand that right now he might not make that throw consistently or be able to make that throw or whatever, but a year from now when he is more comfortable, you expect him to make throws like that with no problems and not short-arm it. Right, and I think that's why the Niners, Niners picked him. Like, if, if he didn't go out in his pro day – or show, showcase a lot of those throws on film at some point or another in college, the Niners wouldn't have wasted the equity they did to go up and get him. But when you go through a pro day script and you go through workouts in the offseason, <clears throat> those throws are made, right? Like a whole shot throw or layered throws over and over are made, and you're proving that you can do those things. In practice, I'm sure he does that stuff all the time. It's just one of those things where it's like you're trying to be too perfect, you fit it in a, a certain area, that's what happens. That ball on the sideline to Ayuk, it was tipped, and Ayuk, you know, tiptoes it on the sideline and catches it after the tip, like one of those as well, trying to be a little bit too good with the throw instead of just playing within yourself and driving it. But, again, that's going to come with confidence of him standing back there, feeling the heat a little bit more, seeing defenses a little bit more, understanding the playbook a little bit more, and then you're really going to see him break out of its shell. So I think there's a ton for him to build off of. Um, pure progressions like this question right here. You know, it seems like he's a one read quarterback. <clears throat> Things are the defense is coming a little bit quicker, right? Things are flying around and things are changing. It's it's just it's crazy back there. It's a lot of anxiety. Um and that's what these guys are are built to do and, and drafted to do. But um the first you know year or so it, it takes them getting used to. Um so I don't think that – I know that there's going to probably be a ton of overreactions in the first quarter, second quarter, and then as Trey kind of settled down a little bit, um, things got good. And then right after that interception that we got, uh, was, it Harris, <clears throat> was it Harris that got the interception, right? Right after that interception we got, it was the forward progress one, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. But yeah, yeah a, little, a little funky call there, but – um, I'll take it. We, we hardly ever get calls like that, so I'll take it. Um, but right after that interception, it seemed like he just kind of turned it on. Niners, Niners went down, and um, from from the rest or from that point on in the rest of the game, uh, Trey was kind of dialed in. So, um, you know, I think that overall his athletic abilities too, like 
the fourth down call I didn't re- really agree with. So Trey Trey runs down the field, um, damn near gets the first down, gets smacked, right? Like that safety comes downhill, it gets smacked. Helmet almost comes off, and like the next play, Kyle just says, all right, right back to you. Like I didn't really like that call either. So you're kind of putting him in a rough position um, right there after the guy just gets his helmet damn near knocked <laughs> off his head, and then we go right back to him on the same type of run play. Like yeah. it, it wasn't – it wasn't a – it wasn't that fitting. I don't think at the time, you know, I would have rather seen him do some play action to the other side or a little boot to the other side or a quick pass to the other side. But um, all in all, I did like the play calling for him better this week than I Real did quick. watching him against the Cardinals. All right, so we have a we have a contribution here. It says 11 and a half air yards per attempt. You know, that's like the third <clears throat> or that's like the most since that in the last three years for the 49ers. Was there anything with his ability to push the ball down the field. Now, one was schemed up, right? I mean, we talk about the Debo Samuel touchdown, 100% yep. schemed up for him to pick up those type of air yards. We talked a little bit about it, the, the route. And I, when I saw it live, I assumed that he was flattening Debo Samuel off because if he would have threw it up, it would have had to be either just super perfect or uh, it would have ended up being like a contested type catch because the safety had a good angle. What yeah. kind of were your thoughts? And really, actually, let's touch on this. You talked about the ball coming out of his hand kind of funny, right? Uh, did you see anything else with, like, his feet, his lower body? Because that, that's been a big point of emphasis with people. So whether on throws like that where he's trying to drive it down the field or just in general with the way the ball was kind of coming out of his field, I mean, his hand a little awkwardly, like you said, about 30 40% of the time, how – like, did you see anything weird with the feet, the, the release or anything like yeah. that? I think it was a release. Um, and it, the, the feet looked pretty good overall yesterday. Um, and all honesty, and again, it's that takes going back and watching it multiple times. Um, that ball to Debo, actually, when I went back and watched it, it does it looked better on uh, it looked like it happened slower on the field. And then I went back and watched it on the tape last night. And it did. It looked like a better pass on the tape for sure. So, um, you know, it might have been just, when we talked about it last time, just being in the moment, um, it looked like it was a tad underthrown, but it was a better ball on tape where he did throw him flatter. Um, and it came out with some good velocity too. So uh, I think that his feet looked pretty good, but it was a lot of the shorter stuff too, which, which I pointed out last night. That first ball he threw, one of the first balls he threw to Juszczyk, right? He threw it behind him in the flat. And it was one of those gimme like dump off routes where I think that Trey gets a little bit long mechanically. Like he goes through his full mechanics, will raise it up and get a little bit longer on some of those shorter uh, throws rather than, you know, some of the, the, the big contradiction from like old school quarterback coaches and like the new school quarterback ways, I guess, or the ways that guys are throwing these days. And we've talked about Trey where he'll go up and then back versus some guys just going straight back. Now, back in the day, they used to teach us kind of lift it, lift it straight up and throw it. Um, people would do that lifting, what we call it, lifting it straight up because it's quicker on shorter throws, like RPOs, routes with where you don't have an opportunity to necessarily grip the laces, um, or it's like wet ball mechanics is what we'll call it sometimes. So like treat, treat on RPO throw or run pass option slant or a bubble or a quick throw like that to the flat as like wet ball mechanics where you'll catch it. You might not have the laces and it's just a dump off throw. It's a five to 10 yard throw. It doesn't 
doesn't require a ton of velocity um, on those throws necessarily. And when he did that a couple of times yesterday, he kind of went through that, that full stroke. And in the midst of that stroke, you can kind of see his wrist tinkering around or his timing of his wrist would be off and the ball might be pointed down slightly or he might break his wrist too soon or turn it over too soon. Um, and that's what would, uh, in turn, that, that's what the ball would ne not necessarily come out the cleanest. But and you saw you the, saw him right like you saw him trying to like yeah practice, and so like one after one of the after one of the throws he did so that throw he threw downfield to Ayuk was like that fifty fifty ball I guess that's what you would call it if that was his fifty fifty ball but he kind of threw it up to um, double coverage it was like that seam route uh, from Ayuk and we got play or uh, pass, pass interference called yeah pass interference called and when he threw that I'm thinking that's the home run shot like he's gonna he's gonna hitch up and just unload that thing down the field um and he did but then right when it came out of his hand it just fluttered on him it was like it was a complete duck and it still carried but Ayuk had to come back and Ayuk coming back to get the ball ended up turning into pass interference so it's damn near as good as a, a completion right <laughs> but um and, and we'll take it but it's one of those that's one of those shows like the excitement kind of builds up right when he's about to release it and it comes out and it just it was ugly and right after that uh, right after he threw that ball, I see Trey in the middle of the field, and he's kind of just going through his motion on himself, doing like ghost throws, just to try and feel like that timing and he, like kind of reiterating to himself or um, reiterating those mechanics and the, the timing of the release um, to himself as far as, you know, where it should be released and, and how it should look or whatever it may be. So, but watching him pregame, pregame, he's out there driving the ball. Nice tight spirals. Everything looked clean. Feet looked clean. So, um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one to sit here and, and say that he can't throw a spiral, so he shouldn't play. Or the cleanest person as far as uh, throwing spirals should be the one that plays because those things will come along. Um, I think with the confidence and, and more time that he spends on the field. Do you think that he has improved in four quarters more than Jimmy has in five years? <laughs> I don't think that. Uh, yeah. I think it's way too soon. I think it's way too soon. I think you would agree with me. I think most people yeah. would agree with me too. Uh, I don't think he has. Who who done it? Who's done it? Oh, Mel Hunter. Okay, there we go. That's got to be Graves or something like that out there. Who is you that? Think Harper? Graves. Graves? You think that's Josh Harper? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing around. That yeah. might be Quincy Avery. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, you know, it, I'm glad you brought up Quincy Avery because. I, I want to talk about this. There are a lot of people that feel like, all right, because we know Trey Lance, he works with Quincy Avery, as do a lot of other quarterbacks. And obviously you work with quarterbacks. Talk to people a little bit about the quarterback coach, because I, I think there are a lot of people that feel like, oh, if, if, if he goes and works with Jordan Palmer, he's going to be better off than as if, you know, him working with a guy like Quincy Avery or a guy like you, Greg Pinelli. What's kind of your thoughts overall on, how quarterback trainers are going about it. Is there a big difference between what guys are teaching and what kind of goes into that? I think that most of the, most of the guys that you'll see these days are teaching things very similar um, all over the country, at least at the higher level where like when I get Josh or we get um, Tyler. So like Tyler called me Sunday night, right. And said, Hey, um, I don't even know if I'm necessarily supposed to be saying this, so I'll, I'll try and keep part of it <laughs> uh, to a minimum. But Tyler called to train, right? He had a workout. 
scheduled calls to train um, and and then ends up obviously signing with the Niners this week. So you can put two and two together. But when he comes out, it's not a training session on completely like working and revamping mechanics. Like when those guys get to this point, it's trying to clean up the little things that they might do. But again, we talked about it earlier in the year. Like right now isn't a time for Quincy or for Jordan Palmer or for any other quarterback coach to be screwing with Trey Lance's mechanics, if that makes sense, right? Like right. You, in the in the end of the year or the middle of the year, towards the end of the year of football season is like there's – I wouldn't even talk about Trey Lance's mechanics right now with Trey Lance because the last thing you want is Trey throwing one way, one pass, and then trying to throw another way the next pass, and then you just got something that's completely inconsistent. Um, but when they do go in the offseason, yeah, obviously that's going to be something they worked on or, or that they're going to work on. Um, probably trying to quicken the, the release a little bit, shorten the motion a little bit. And understand this, like just because a guy – I like, I'll put it to you this way. If Quincy had Trey Lance when Trey Lance was 12 years old, Trey Lance probably wouldn't be throwing with that little hitch where he'll lift the ball up and go back. He probably wouldn't be doing it. But by the time that Quincy got Trey Lance, he's going to work on and refine the things that he does well already and what's got him to this point and build off of those things, if that makes sense, yeah. instead of completely trying to change this motion that's got him to where he was a first-round draft pick for the 49ers. So – They'll continue to work on it, but at the end of the day, it's it's like the it's like I can you know the lead the horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Like I can teach you mechanics, I can teach you certain things, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have to be the one that makes those changes. The muscle memory is gonna have to allow you to make those changes. Uh, you're gonna have to work on it, not just when you're on the field, but when you're at home or when you're in the training room or when you're you know in the weight room, whatever it may be. When you're out throwing with your buddies or you're throwing with the receivers on your own, those changes have to be made off the field as well. So, not necessarily. Oh, and real quick, just to kind of elaborate on that as well, because you work with Strand Smith. Obviously, you know, I'm, I know all about Strand yeah. Smith, uh, high school yeah. quarterback out here in the Arkansas, a kid that didn't really have training like that at the quarterback position. He goes and works with Greg Pinelli a couple of times, and we see a huge improvement. He ended up being an all state quarterback out here in Arkansas. And, but one thing that I noticed with Strand, and I don't know what Trey Lance is doing or whatever, but, you know, his dad has sent me. Vi videos of him in the kitchen just working with that towel yep. coming through and working the mechanics that greg taught him in the offseason he's doing those things throughout the season really trying to make it more of a natural muscle memory type type right. thing to improve his mechanics so hopefully a guy like trey lance is at home just working on those things and and will that help a lot of things you do in the offseason carry over throughout the season, because I know sometimes people can kind of revert back to their original uh, mechanics. Right. That's what I was going to say too, is, is the further the season goes, right? Like I've seen it with multiple quarterbacks. Some of my top guys, I had one of my quarterbacks playing in the Under Armour All-American game yesterday. Right. So like when he got done with his, um, his off season training with me, the first couple of weeks, the first couple of games, like everything looks super clean. Right. And then as the year goes on, you start to see these bad habits come back. You start to see the little things come back. The mechanics get a little bit longer. The, the stroke is a little bit longer. You might be dropping the ball down a little bit further. 
So those are some of those things that you got to kind of reinstill. And I think that at some point or another, like Zach Wilson, right? They hired the Jets hired Zach Wilson, Bet, quarterback yeah. coach, to come out and be on the sidelines. And this is, and I, I don't know if he's on the sidelines as a whole all the time. I, I didn't even. I saw them mention it, and I haven't watched. I don't sit around and watch the Jets games. No offense to any anybody who's a, a Jets fan, but I don't watch the Jets games that much. Um, or anybody that so ever I don't know. Jets terrible. What? Yeah, I'm I said, sorry, or anybody Brock. that ever played for the Jets. Yeah, yeah, I don't I could care less, right? So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Croc. <laughs> no, but as far as as far as that goes, I think that's going to be more popular probably coming coming forth in the, in the NFL as far as having um, – because there's two quarterback coaches, right, like in all reality, like with the Niners. They have Rich, who's the quarterback coach, and then you got guys that are going to quarterback coaches in the offseason. Rich's focus is not going to be making sure that Trey Lance's mechanics are absolutely perfect and his feet are absolutely perfect to the scale that Quincy Avery would be doing, right, because Rich doesn't have time – to spend all damn day making sure that Trey Lance's feet or Trey Lance's mechanics are supposed to look a certain way. One, some of them don't necessarily have the knowledge. They're more offensive based. They can sit down and get you lost real quick on trying to describe a defense and how offensive concepts work. That's how most of them are. Right. And I've heard that that's coming straight from quarterback coaches in the league. And that's coming straight from quarterback coaches in college that I've talked about. Like we'll do zoom calls with certain quarterback coaches in college that want to know about mechanics because they say right off the bat, like, I don't know what the mechanics should be. I don't know certain drills. I want to learn from you so that I can implement some of those things. And on the flip side, I tell them, I don't know certain things on offensive concepts or defensive concepts or what they're doing at you guys. I want you to teach me some of these things. So I have a better understanding. Right. So it's kind of like that trade-off. Um, but as far as Trey working with, whether he worked with me, whether he worked with Quincy, whether he works with any other quarterback coach, um, I think a lot of those teachings at a high level would be similar. You're going to try and harp on on some of the things like the quick game stuff to shorten up the stroke a little bit, get the ball out quicker. But overall, it's just, you know, continuing to be um, consistent with the good things, consistent with just working hard, making sure the feet are clean, making sure the mechanics are clean, making sure the release is clean, making sure certain routes are supposed to be thrown with this trajectory or this velocity or this, that, whatever it may be, um, instead of necessarily like, hey, hold on, we're going to do the towel drill here for 25 minutes, Trey, in the middle of the season. That's not going to happen. So, um, like I said, I, I expect, and I to told you guys earlier this year, I expect him to probably go back to Quincy this offseason. He's going to work a ton on – probably quick game and getting the ball out um, a ton on, on shortening his stroke just a little bit or making sure it looks a little bit more polished. Um, but besides that, he's going to work off what he, what's got him to this point. You know, if you look at some of the best throwers in the game, it's kind of, it's guys that are doing things um, that are not by the book. If you would, Aaron Rodgers is a prime example. If you look at his feet, half the time, he's probably not even set. Right, his feet aren't even set. He throws off platform a ton, but he does it better than anybody. You look at Mahomes; he'll throw from up here, he'll throw from down here, he'll throw damn near down here, he'll throw without looking at people. It's a lot of unconventional <laughs> stuff. Josh does the same damn thing. Kyler Murray does the same damn thing. 
Russell Wilson is the same damn thing. So it's like those guys have gotten to this point. But if you notice one trait too, is they're all baseball players, right? So baseball players are, are, are really good with release points. They have that good feel with a wrist, whether they're playing shortstop or second base, like turning two, throwing a sidearm. Those guys are good at grabbing a football and being able to kind of replicate that same throwing motion with a football and the timing of the wrist coming over. They have good feel um, with the wrist and with the fingertips and that timing looks good versus somebody who doesn't necessarily play baseball. So those are some of the things that I noticed too uh, with quarterbacks. But um, if you let a guy just be himself and go out and play, to me, that is better than trying to restrict somebody and make them somebody that are not. I like that. Here we go. I got my guy, Mark. He says, history says not to play Jimmy right off in the injury. I want to ask you what it's like to have an injury, especially to your hand, and what that can kind of do to, you know, throwing the ball or some difficulties that you might have with that. Right. Yeah, I broke. The only only example I could say, I guess, the first game I played at, um, at JCOs against Delta College, um, 2008. I went down and had an AC joint injury, just landed on my shoulder wrong. Um, came out at just after halftime, came back and played the next week. Was there pain all week? Yeah. Did it feel comfortable? Not necessarily, but at the same time, something you have to do, right? Like you just got to kind of fight through it. I don't, I didn't have cortisone shots. I took the Tylenol. These guys can get cortisone shots, can get whatever the hell they want to where they're not even feeling that injury um, sometimes, but it's at what risk, at what cost. Um, Jimmy, I, I would anticipate that Jimmy's going to do, <laughs> like we were talking about this week, Krog, I will anticipate that Jimmy's going to do everything that he can to come back and play this week. And realistically, from a Niner fan perspective, if you look at the numbers against the Rams, and I don't want to jinx anything, Jimmy Garoppolo, you would probably want him to play against the Rams this week. Um, again, I'm not going to jinx it, but go look at the numbers yourself and you'll see what Jimmy Garoppolo, as far as just a win-loss record alone, has done against the Rams. You probably want him in this week, especially with uh, playoffs on the line. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it makes it a little bit of a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, during the week, you're not getting the same amount of reps in practice. I would say that him getting practice reps this week is not as important as Trey getting practice reps just because Jimmy kind of knows what to expect. Like You can kind of plug and play Jimmy at this rate because he's been in there that system for so long. Um, but, yeah, I, especially to the thumb. So he's got the thumb injury. I've only done the fingers. Like I broke both of my fingers on the back of a guard's helmet. I, I had to tape them like super thick. No, it was tough because the middle finger – is a pretty important finger um, on the football, the ring finger as well, but not as important as what the index finger or the thumb would be. So I can't really gauge how that would feel for him throwing. Um, but I know that it's probably like Jimmy doesn't have a ton of pop on the ball. And if there's going to be even less pop on the damn ball with a, with a thumb injury, like I don't know how it's going to look. But if Jimmy is close to 100% or can go, I would say that um, – I would want Jimmy to go. And like you said earlier, you would be okay with Jimmy to go. Shanahan said Jimmy would go. But obviously Trey Lance is going to be right there ready to rock and roll. God forbid it. Um, you know, it gets ugly or whatever it may be. All right, man. Well, I hope everybody loved this uh, educational uh, display that Greg Pinelli put on about the quarterback position. Again, he joins us every Monday for the most part. See, 
I say every Monday, then I don't know if we'll be together next Monday because I'll probably be flying back from California. You say every Monday, but then you you know only only when Jimmy does bad, you just want to really harp <laughs> on me and make me look bad. But I haven't even looked at the chat to see if everybody's just everybody feel. I feel like they're just going to be killing me today, or it's one of those. It's there's a lot of people in there right now. We have over over five hundred live viewers, so it you know there's a lot going on in the chat. So. They have not been killing you like they normally do with your Jimmy Garoppolo takes. One See, person I did say stop. With a, what were you going to say? Stop what? Someone someone did say stop using the win-loss record or something like that. I did see that pop up. Oh. Against the Rams or overall? I think they're just saying in general. Gotcha. I You know, uh, well, I guess hey, I'm, I'm assuming get, one that pertains to Jimmy Garoppolo. We're gonna get the mixed reviews. I, I I should have set the camera up and uh and walked down the damn hallway today like I was Conor McGregor flinging my arms back and forth. Could have <laughs> said, "I told you so." I told you so. But I but honestly, in all reality, no. I think that Trey has a lot to build off of. I think that he did well. I think that it, it's exciting. I don't think you know some people text me. We should have drafted Mac Jones. Should have drafted this guy. Like that's just overreactions. Like if, if there was a if there was a six, seven, ten game stretch or whatever it may be of Trey playing how he did in the first quarter, then I would say, okay, maybe maybe there's some things that, that are, are throwing me off here, but you can't go into that yesterday expecting Trey Lance to look like a seasoned veteran, um, when with especially with the implications uh, that were on the line yesterday. So I think it I think he'll be all right. Does this make Greg a Trey stand now since you're a Jimmy Garoppolo stand? Hey, I, I've told you all along, I want the Niners to do well. I don't care who the hell the quarterback. I don't care if Juszczyk has to be the damn quarterback one week. I want the Niners to win. So um, that's kind of how I've been from day one, and I've told you that as well. I don't care if it's Jimmy. I like Jimmy, but I don't care if it's Jimmy or if it's somebody else. I want the Niners to win at the end of the day. Um, but I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Trey. Like, I think everybody – I think that, like I told you, everybody should root for Jimmy right now. Like, we all know that Jimmy's – whether Jimmy does good or bad – Unless the Niners won a Super Bowl and Jimmy gets the MVP, like Jimmy is not coming back next year, right? So you might as well want him to do good now because that helps his his trade abilities um, as far as us getting a higher pick for him when we do trade him or getting some type of pick for him. Um, but then, yeah, I would want Trey to do well. Look at the equity they gave up to go get him. If he does crappy, then uh, the Niners are in a bad spot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I like Trey. I think that he brings a lot to the game. Um, but I've liked Jimmy and I appreciate up to this point, whether Jimmy plays again for the Niners or not, I at least appreciate what Jimmy gave to the Niners. And I can appreciate again, the effort, um, that, that Jimmy gives to try and come back and play this upcoming or this past week. Um, because a lot of people could easily say, screw it, like screw this team. I'm not going to be on this team next year. You know, I'm out of here. Whatever. I can I'm gonna go get my surgery on my thumb. F these guys. I'm gone anyways. I got my paycheck. But I can at least appreciate the fact that he's trying to come back and continue to win games. All right, man. That's gonna do it for this episode of QB Mondays. We'll be back. I got a 30-second break. There'll be a 30-second brief break. We're gonna get Greg out of here uh, before you guys start throwing tomatoes at him for his uh Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> takes. So we'll be right back. We're gonna close things out. I'm gonna take some more questions from you, the people. Right here, Crop Talk TV. Let's go.
All right, man. I appreciate everybody that's been in there today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Went a little long, uh, 10 minutes longer than usual. I was, you know, love having Greg come on. It was awesome having some of the speakers come on. As a matter of fact, I got a little time. I got a little time. So what we're going to do here, might have a lot of new people in here as well. If you were not able to come on earlier and you have some takes on Trey Lance, the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, you can save the takes about the defensive backs. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. All right, I got a lot to talk about with the DBs, uh, the receivers, the lack of usage with, you know, uh, George Kittle, some of those things. Will those things improve with Trey Lance at quarterback? We're, we're going to get to all that tomorrow. But today, it's all about Trey Lance and really just kind of, you know, assessing his performance, where he is moving forward, what can we expect, and really what's going to happen going into the Rams game. But I put the link in the chat for anyone who wants to join the show live right now. Here's your chance. Got what we've had over 500 people in here. Uh, if you like this show and you feel like you learned something and you like this 49ers content, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, click the notification bell. I have not talked, I am also a host. If you recognize my raspy voice, some people like it, some people don't. My wife likes it, I guess that's all that matters. But I am also a host of the Locked On 49ers show with my guy Brian Peacock. So make sure you guys listen to that. The link is in the description below. Also, Locked On NFL Draft. If you are someone like me that is super in tune with the draft and what's going on and want to talk about prospects and everything like that, Locked On NFL Draft with myself and my guy Ryan Tracy. That link is in the description as well. So make sure you guys tune into those things. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky, all that good stuff. Appreciate everybody sitting here right now. In the awesome show tomorrow, we're going to get more into the details of the actual game. Didn't even talk about the you know the running back, uh, you know, how that whole thing went. There was a lot we didn't get to today about the performance. We wanted to focus a little bit more on Trey Lance, and we knew that was going to take some time. But now, tomorrow, we're going to get into all the other good stuff. I got a guy coming on right now, my guy Chris Roscoe. Chris, good morning, man. How you doing? What's up, Croc? Happy New Year. I'm excited. Oh man, uh, the fans should be excited. What we seen from Trey yesterday is what I think a lot of us was calling for. Even you called for it. What he did yesterday, a lot of us felt like we could live with that during the season. You know, because Jimmy, I mean, those are Jimmy G numbers, pretty much what he did. Even through a pick, you know, like Jimmy G. So I'm just excited, crowd. This, this is New Year, New, new Year, New QB. New year, new QB. I, I, <laughs> I will say this. I don't, I don't know, know if you're going to get a new QB yet. I, I'd say the jury's still out. We'll see. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure by Wednesday we'll know more about the availability of Jimmy Jimmy's Garoppolo. Not play, Jimmy's it. not playing this week. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. Jimmy's okay. not playing this week. And look at you. I, I, this is what I tweeted after the game. I said, you build off of this. You built like we build off of every Thomas week after week after week. I know you say you're not getting into DB play, but I'm just going over all rookies. You keep building off of these uh performances with these rookies. Elijah Mitchell. Some people may feel he struggled a little bit in the beginning, you know, between the holes. Well, now Elijah Mitchell's looking really good. So you build off these wins, you build off these performances. And I think you gotta let Trey build and play in a big game like that next week. Because at the end of the day. With Jimmy Garoppolo, he's very inconsistent. We don't know what he's gonna do. People say, "Oh, well, he's uh, you know, five and zero against the Rams." Okay, Nick Mullins is one to know. We played with Nick Mullins against the Rams and won. So, I mean, I don't really take that all, Jimmy. And the most, most, we gotta look at this. 
It's not Jimmy 5-0 against the Rams. It's the 49ers team around Jimmy Garoppolo that's 5-0 against the Rams. So I'm, I think Jimmy I'm, G I'm, helps. I'm, One thing that he did in those games, and again, I think if you kind of rewrite that script. Downs, I know. Yeah, he was awesome on third downs. That that helps, right? That's a big thing. He had the big fourth down conversion that resulted in the touchdown. Like you know, those things they 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 help. So again, I'm not I'm not saying that it's it's all Jim, but I do think he you know his efficiency in those games against the Rams, which has been high, it does affect the turnout in the games and result in wins. I, I, I would I'm gonna say this: Look, if Nick Mullins, if we could get a victory with Nick Mullins. Versus a Rams defense that was way better last year than the defense this year. But now I know they got a better quarterback, whatever. But who's been turning the ball over a lot lately? Five touchdowns, six picks in his last three three games. But if 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 Nick Mullins can come out and get a victory, then I think Trey Lance can come out and get a victory. The game is gonna be tough. The Rams, I'm I'm sure they're tired of us. What six we got six straight wins against them, I yeah. believe. They're tired of it. So they're gonna come out hard. They would love to knock us out the playoffs. But at the end of the day, I don't care how the outcome is. I'm for building up on this game, good or bad. I'm, I want to build off this game with the rookie. And you already know how I've been saying all year. And it's been coming true. Let rookies grow. Yeah. Happy New Year, Croc. Hey, all you Niner fans out there, be excited. Be happy. We got a quarterback. That can put the uh, stretch the field. I'm excited. Oh man! Oh snap! A, a tear just dropped. Oh wow! Have a good day, Clark. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. Here we go. Got my guy Oscar coming on. Oscar, good morning. How you doing? I'm alright. Yourself? Oh man, I'm good. I'm chilling. Oh man, I appreciate you taking me in. But um, just wanted to hit on a few things here real quick with you. Um, I know the first. Uh, actually, to continue the conversation with the caller, just talking about. Um, who 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 should play against the Rams? There, um, I'm more of the belief. Um, I would like to see Jimmy play if he's healthy enough. And the reason why I say that because he has the quick release. And you know that um that Rams team. I mean, yeah, they struggle against us a little bit, but they got that pass rush over there, and that that's scary with Trey. And you know, he typically holds the ball a little longer than Jimmy, and that's the reason why I would want to see Jimmy in there. I mean, the good Jimmy, not bad Jimmy, the good Jimmy. Right. And um, just him uh, get the ball to the playmakers on, on time, on target, and everything. I mean, I think Trey can come in there and make plays, but it, you know, behind that line, I don't know if holding the ball would be the formula that I would want to see on Sunday with um Trey Lance back there just right now. Right, and 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 as far as the release, and I probably should have touched on this with Greg Pinelli. I'd assume you know his release is what it is, and obviously like. Greg said you can improve the speed of it even you know over time. But I think a lot of it's gonna be with just how comfortable he gets, you know, in the offense and understanding what he's seeing with defense. And I think from there he'll be, you know, just quicker with his decision making and be much more decisive. So those things are gonna happen over time with Trey Lance. I don't expect it to improve in one week. So going into a game against the Rams, there probably will be moments where people are gonna be like, gosh, get the ball out your hands, throw the ball. You know, Aaron Donald, that monster, he's coming. So uh yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. Yes, sir. I'm going to let you go, man. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. All good. All good. All right, man. Appreciate everybody that's in here. Everybody been rocking with me this entire show, this entire time. Uh, again, tomorrow we're going to get much more into the actual game. And then we'll turn over a new leaf and start focusing on the Rams.
But that's going to do it. Uh, make sure you guys tune in. Locked on 49ers. This is that with myself, Brian Peacock. Links in the description. Underdog Fantasy promo code Crocky. Locked on NFL Draft. All that good stuff. I'll see y'all tomorrow. I am out. Peace. Hold on. Got my guy Abe coming on, man. I'm gonna get you in, Abe. What's up? You get you you got in at the right moment, man. How you doing? Hey, all right. Can you hear me? I got you. I got you loud and clear. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I, I enjoyed the game and I mean just watching Trey Lance from last year and just from from who we were gonna get and knowing that we got the right pick, man, just watching him yesterday was just like, yeah, we did. You know, this was very exciting. You know, um, I do hear a lot, I do follow a lot of people on Twitter and I see all the criticism and, you know, um, especially on Shanahan's part, you know, and I, I just wanna say this, you know, if if we're gonna be, you know, patient with, um, with Trey's development, I think it goes hand in hand with with going being patient with Shanahan too, right? You know because you know everybody who's calling for his head and trying to get rid of him. I mean, it, I mean he he's the one who got us to the Super Bowl. He got us this far, you know. I mean everybody wants to talk about Jimmy and 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 it was the defense, yeah. But you know he he got us this far too, you right. know. And now Trey is is you know unfortunately you know. With, with Jimmy's um, injury, you know, it, it's given an opportunity, right? Next man up, you know, it's given Trey an opportunity to to um, to do something with it. And, and we see that. Now, if they go back, you know, I don't know if they're really going to go back. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of the whole Belichick, you know, theory where it's like, hey, you know, don't give the other team anything, <laughs> you know, don't give anybody anything. So um, I like the idea that, that uh, the Rams have to prepare for two quarterbacks, you know, and um, who knows, you know, going into um, the Rams, I, I feel good, but I also feel nervous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I say, if we get a ticket into the dance, man, there's, there's nobody. Um, I don't think there's anybody as long as Trey is developing and he's growing and the defense is playing the way they're playing. I, I, I really don't know who can really beat them other than themselves, you know, but that's, that's one of my big takes on that, man. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. And real quick, Abe, I got to ask, is that a projector in, in the background? You got, you guys. Oh, like yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got a, it's an Epson. Yeah. I I'm think that's the one I just gamer, got. i man. So that's the only way to do it. Is watch, I think that's what watch, I just uh, got. Watch you on the big screen and watch movies <laughs> on the big screen, you know, and <laughs> that's yeah. the way to do it, man. All right. Got yeah, I got Best Buy coming now out. I can't put the surround sound because I got kids now, so I, I really can't. I can't really blow up the sound uh, and the neighbors will get, get mad. But no, nah, man, yeah. that's I got my headphones on and everything. So that's the way to do it. All good. All right, Abe, yeah, man, you have a good you one. Got a projector, man. So uh Yeah, I did. I did. I was encouraged to get one. I went, spent a good amount. I can't even tell my wife exactly how much I spent on it, but <laughs> got the project. I got the Epson uh Epson HC 250 something or whatever, but it's supposed to be a really good one. So yeah, man, it's 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 uh, it's awesome, man. So um have fun with it, man. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. All right, man. You have a good one. All right, God bless. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all that, that that hung around. Had to get that last caller in. Now.
We are out. Peace. Intercepted. It is picked off by Aaron Crocker. Over midfield. He'll run it all the way into the end zone. Touchdown. Crop Talk TV Podcast. Peace.